so Jarrell, yes. Elissa, yes. and I have just finished talking about our individual stories with our bodies. Yeah. Three very different and yet strikingly similar <laughs> experiences. Experiences, yeah. yeah. And now we are joined by Haley, yeah. Jarrell's college friend. Mm-hmm. Haley, please introduce yourself. My name is Haley. I Pacific Northwest native, 25. I'm a woman of size, and I have been my whole life. Right on. I was um, a, a chubby kid, um, and I have a mother who was an alcoholic and very emotionally and physically abusive when I was a child. She's since been like ten, over 10 years sober, which is amazing, but there were some really serious challenges growing up with a very controlling and abusive yeah. mom mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah I had like a bit of a, a lot of pressure from her yeah so can you tell us a little bit about um, like your experience growing up as a you said that as you've always been kind of chubby even as yeah. a kid um, yeah and what that was like for you yeah um, well I grew up I grew up in a private school there weren't very many of us both of my parents worked in the tech industry so that was something that was important to them to make sure that my sister and I received the best education that they could provide for which I'm very beneficial and very thankful for mm-hmm. but that meant that I was surrounded by a lot of very young kids that were products of very influential and wealthy families like <laughs> yeah oh yes um so like in terms of the totem pole my family was you know, scraping by to be able to send my sister and I to that school, and so to be around so many people that had so much more than we did. I mean, granted, we still had, we were still really comfortable, but in terms of my perspective growing up, but um, there was just a lot of skinny white girls that liked to, I don't know, who, who were encouraged to be vain at a young age, and mm-hmm. so that counted a lot more. I was more, I was a super tomboy, like I refused to wear dresses my mom used to have to like physically put me into a dress on Sundays <laughs> me <up> to church, <laughs> like, Get hold me down and yeah. put a dress on. so I was I was a tomboy and so all of my friends were, were boys mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I was maybe like eight or nine that I started going when my body started changing that I went oh oh yeah I'm bigger than everybody <laughs> like actually chubbier than everybody yeah. and that didn't really like matter to me until it became it mattered to the people that I was around like right. the students I grew up with yeah and I think that's so like middle middle school god <laughs> middle school's terror I mean I think Fucking that school. Deventum, like it would, in, the, in that development stage that is yeah. really when you're like whoa mm-hmm. you yeah. know yeah. like whoa these weren't here <laughs> yeah. now they are yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everybody's going through it at different times too. And so some girls are really early to get the train, the like, uh, like the mini bras that they would make for little nuggets that you get first when you first start off. Like that became no, that became like, oh, you got your training bra? Oh my gosh, that was right. That was kind of a like different people hit it at different times. And I was really, I was a really early bloomer. Yeah. But it was really early, and then it got mm-hmm. real awkward for a long time. Yeah. And then it finally, mm-hmm. I finally fold mm-hmm. out at like yeah. seventeen. Everything mm-hmm. started to make sense. I'm like, oh, this is more proportional to what I expected mm-hmm. my body yeah. to look like. Can you explain a little bit about um, 
how you came to terms with like loving your body and like accepting it um well it it became a process like my mom used to when I started going through puberty and my body started changing and I went from looking like a healthy chubby kid to much fuller and different in areas that I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. like my hips and my chest and my shoulders and my stomach got really heavy too and we used to do like weekly weigh-ins she had like numbers that she would set Mm -hmm. like you need to be doing this and you're expected you know or she would make me sit outside in like a bathing suit and be like Haley you you look sickly you need to yeah. So I was like, <laughs> um, when I turned 15 and my mom had been sober for over a year is when I started challenge, challenging her. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at my grandma's house once and I was eating out of a can of Pringles like you do because who the fuck cares? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Seriously, how else are you supposed to eat them? Yeah. And in front of my family, my mom was like, you're going to... Well, I should say, like, I was getting ready to... I did theaters in high school, so I was getting ready for a play that I was really excited about. And she saw me eating out of the Pringles can. And in front of my family, she says, you're going to look like a tub of lard if you keep eating like that before mm-hmm. your performance. And I just remember looking at her and taking another chip out of that Pringles <laughs> can. And... I know, but that's kind of that realization. Like, I recognize that I'm not the healthiest, especially now. Like, I'm not at my healthiest, mm-hmm. but um, that's not going to stop me from being able to care about how I look and to feel beautiful to my definition of beauty instead of conforming to yeah. a controlling family's mm-hmm. definition of beauty mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. even societal beauty, what that yeah. looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is, um, what is being beautiful to you mean? I think beauty means accepting yourself even through changing times. Like just in the past couple of years, I've put on some weight, mm-hmm. but recently I st- I've made more smarter changes in my diet and I see my body changing a little bit as a result of that mm-hmm. but I still feel beautiful even though my body's changing and more mm-hmm. unpredictable than I want it to be yeah. I think be- feeling beautiful and being accepting of your body means you know even though it's going to change and it's you know and I got you know I got married a couple years ago and it was the best thing in the world not to feel like I had to fucking starve myself to fit into a wedding dress I got a lot of pressure from my mother from my grandmothers like oh you need to you should you can afford to lose 15 pounds before you put on your wedding dress and the whole time I'm like if I don't fit into my wedding dress on the day of I couldn't even tell you what kind of damage that would do to my psyche so I'm gonna eat what I want to (laughs) eat in the six months leading up to my wedding because I'm gonna be you know, like, I'm gonna be happy, right? And yeah. I it, like took so much pressure off the day because I knew that dress was gonna fucking fit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I knew it was gonna zip up because it had zipped up two days before. Yeah, I had just eaten a mm. cheesecake before I went oh, to that. So. Fuck yeah. Cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool because I I feel like um, like to me one of the most important topics or important values that I have in my life is authenticity Mm. and the way that you're kind of talking about it is a very similar way that I see the concept of authenticity in the sense of like loving your like loving your body throughout all of the changes like there's like this is the way my body looks right now and I fucking love it because it's mine and there's nothing I can do about that or I can but like there's no reason to hate it because 
this is what I am. And to me, that's what authenticity is. And that's what being beautiful is. And I think that's important too, because I mean, I I don't know all of your ages, but all of us in this room are are young Mm -hmm. and our bodies are going to be going through a lot of changes (laughs) in the, you know, knock on wood, long life that all of us have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I you know if we if we aren't accepting of that like I've been getting gray hair since I was fifteen yeah you know hair's awesome right yeah. and so like so I pretty. I accept it more now because it's something it that is I what can't. it is it yeah. is what it is like it I is can't I can't change that yeah like I know I'm I'm gonna be getting wrinkles I was just called ma'am walking in on my way here like <laughs> we're all getting older God. and if you can't be accepting of um of your body as it is and as it changes then mm-hmm. you're just going to run into it's just going to be a lifelong battle that isn't really worth fighting no because you, you know like you I, can't win. no <laughs> and i'm i hope to have kids one day and that just like not not that i'm discrediting men for having complicated relationships right. with their bodies but when you go through something so traumatic drastic, <laughs> like, it looks I, traumatic right like your body goes through so much stress yeah, hormonally and physically. And physically. Everythingly. Yeah. All around mentally. it. <laughs> everything, everything changes. Yeah. And so that's oh like God, a complicated relationship changes. that women have, I think, when there's so much pressure to fit a certain ideal. And then when you inevitably have children or, you know, start on a path towards a healthy lifestyle or lose a loved one and have to, you know, mm-hmm. food is love. Yeah. So, like, have to Amen. resort to... <laughs> They don't you know, they call us soul comfort. food for a reason. Yes, <laughs> good for the soul. But yeah, yeah that I mean, if, if you're not accepting of your body now, then, and I mean, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like it's not overnight. No, it's you don't totally not overnight. Right, and if you if I wake up tomorrow and I have killer crow's feet, it's gonna be a big switch. But that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna love myself any less. It's just like, oh well. I get to look at this now. <laughs> Perfect. <Yes. laughs> Insert, I'll um, look distinguished now. Yes. Great. Insert quote from um, one of the best people ever. If you if you don't love yourself, yes. how the hell, hell are you going to love, love somebody, somebody else? else? <laughs> 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 Shout out to Mama Rue. Oh, Rue knows it. Rue knows. Yeah. Rue, but like know. RuPaul has like been a like a role model mm-hmm. forever. And RuPaul's this like six foot five drag queen skinny caramel skin mm-hmm. and i'm not so delusional that i think i'm gonna look like rupaul one day <laughs> right. right but i appreciate that there are people of all sizes that are yeah. preaching body positivity mm-hmm. yeah so even just on that show like i love the different body types everybody walks into like yeah. it, and on that show it's it, you see those great queens and then you see those chubbier queens and yeah. they're still all just still gorgeous amazing. and they do makeup way better than I can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, also too is what I find so so goddamn interesting. I mean by no means do I want to give Grinder a whole bunch of credit but like I force, I tend to force people to have really critical conversations, right? And <laughs> there's um, this one guy that I met who I want to say honestly is like on the polar opposite side as me like he is this like you know small framed like buff body kind of like guy and he is so so cool in the sense that we were talking and texting not even about sexual things but just like about our experiences with our bodies and for even from the polar opposite side Mm -hmm. we have the same experience he as a you know 
tiny, frail, little cisgendered man, he's like, I felt like the scrawny kid that needed to bulk up. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I felt like the fat kid that needed to trim down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. like, we have the same experiences, the yeah. same kind of teasing or bullying, the mm-hmm. same kind of goals. Like, it's the same exact journey from mm-hmm. opposite ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. which I find is, I literally, I remember texting being like, oh, my God, this is why I love meeting people, because I would have never known. I guess I could have theoretically understood, but, like, you just told me an experience that I can't discredit because it's your experience, and it's like, this is, like, this, it's so better than any sex I could have ever had. (laughs) Well, well. Let me reel it back. (laughs) Reel it back. (laughs) But, I mean, in this sense of, like, this really, really fulfilling experience in another way. Like, without any kind of sexual contact with this person ever, we still talk and we still, like, he's just, like, a genuinely really cool person that has a lot to say about his body and how he's experienced it. And even though it's on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have the same experience. And Right. And and that's what's crazy. When you have relationships with other people in terms of romantic or long-term relationships, the relationship you have with your body changes and it also changes in terms of loving your partner and loving their body. My husband's a big man, and I love everything about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just exudes confidence. Yeah. Even though he's he's a big guy, he walks into a room and he is the party, mm-hmm. and that's the sexiest quality of all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Like you being know? like having confidence and um, that kind of self love. It's like once you have it, it exudes from you. When you don't have that anymore, or when you, I guess not don't have it, because you always have it, but, like, when you know how to deal with it in a healthy way, and you can realize that those thoughts are pointless, it's like, fuck it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just feel like we should probably put the bottom, who cares? That's, like, the most <laughs> that we say. But, who but cares? it's kind of counter, to kind of tie it in, it's counterintuitive to what social media is about these yeah. days, and what yeah. millennials are most criticized for, which mm-hmm. is being vain and caring too much about what strangers on the internet think and it's so against what we discovered and grew up with yeah as young as young people Mm -hmm. and seeing younger generations fall into that trap really really quickly and i also i want to say that people of older generations like i'll have these conversations with people at work and they're and they will be like us older people don't understand this whole like selfie thing and Mm -hmm. you know because we that's not how we grew up we grew up always needed to find something to change to be better Mm -hmm. whereas you guys seem to be much more able to like just be happy with yourself and even though this seems really vain and really trivial you guys seem to love love your bodies and yourselves more I had a conversation with someone who I wanted to to be here today but she didn't actually get back to me but, um, yeah, and she's like, you millennials have less amounts, I've noticed, of, like, this kind of self-loathing. I think it might be in a different way, though. Or, like, I in will. a different way, for sure. And I like, think going back to, it seems like all of our stories always start at childhood. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a little comment from an aunt or, like, you saw someone on TV and it just seems like from the older generation, like that coworker or my mom's or your mom's it was mm-hmm. a lot of self-loathing mm-hmm. yeah. and it was a lot of yeah. transferring that to us but we're like 
well, this is who I am. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. And so I, I always am curious, especially because you said you want children. Dear God, maybe I want some too. But um, <laughs> like, how can I like give that self-conscious to my children and not put the self-loathing mm-hmm. in them? Mm-hmm. And I always struggle with that of just how, how should I raise them to, to love themselves? Well, that's one of the reasons I love the queer community is that mm-hmm. it's at the end of the day, your self-expression and your self-identity is honored and is mattered around people that you care about and the family that you've chosen for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so taking a page from the LGBTQ community's book would be really smart. And mm-hmm. we're in a good point to do that because relations and opportunity for LGBTQ people mm-hmm. are so much better than they have been across mm-hmm. centuries. <laughs> yeah. And I think you know? representation of seeing those bodies and those different type of sizes and mm-hmm. you know identity is huge mm-hmm. to have someone for me like growing up especially growing up with a majority of white kids it was just so special if I saw just one black girl on that tv show because mm-hmm. I was like wow someone who looks like me mm-hmm. <laughs> that's huge so yeah. yeah absolutely and I think it's also it is how how our parents shape it because mm-hmm. Alyssa you were talking about how your mom would punish you for eating a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, your yeah. mom would do things to you, make you tan outside, weekly yeah. weigh-ins. Yeah. I mean, my dad, when I hit puberty and put on all that weight, he would, like, force me to do... Because I, I should say my dad is, a, like, 150 pounds, eight-pack, you know, pecs, mm-hmm. muscles, mm-hmm. this tiny body with a lot of muscle on it. Mm-hmm. And he would force me to do workouts with him. Like, mm-hmm. force me in... Mm-hmm. in fear it would critique the things that I would eat as a young you know person and all of this stuff it's it's like our parents are also a huge factor in how we grew up like the intent was never like like I want to make sure they feel bad about themselves the intent right. was for them to be like to fit in the world and in society they need to look more like this, and I want mm-hmm. to make sure that they're going to be happy, mm-hmm. so I'm going to try yeah. to move them towards that. Yeah. But Yeah, that's my grandma had a conversation with me once about that, and my grandmother is 6'2", super skinny, has been her whole life, you know, and she when she's talked to me about my weight, she always says first that it comes from a place of love, and she just wants the best for me, and she, even just the small things, like mm-hmm. not being seated near the front of the restaurant, or having someone give you a wide berth when you're walking in the grocery store, things like that. She just told me that she wants me to lose weight so that I can fit in more mm-hmm. and have better opportunity. No, make room. Yeah. But, but they, it, you're, I, I'm, I'm echoing a bit what you're saying. I agree that I think at, yeah. the, at the, you know, in defense of our, of our parents, <laughs> the people who raised us, it, yeah. it's out of a place of concern and love. Yeah. But, but then it place. usually right, and then it usually follows into something that you're gonna it's gonna trigger you for the rest of your life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Unless my part of my experience of having parents that were so young is the fact that I, I've also got to witness my parents growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and my dad <clears throat> is a person who has, did all that stuff to me as a kid, and now I've seen him come full circle and be like, Wow, like I have been through workout classes where there will be this big-ass woman or this big-ass man who can finish the workout and do it better than me. Mm-hmm. And yep. he was like, I had no idea, like, I had no idea that you could still be big and be healthy. 
that you could be big and you can still be um, fit. Like yes. those, those are mutually exclusive ideas. And it's just them. now becoming what? Who is it? And one of my favorite plus size models was one of the first plus size model on a fitness magazine. Mm-hmm. It took, oh, yeah. however, has long. Yeah. And it was like, yes, we do run. (laughs) We go to yoga. (laughs) What do you mean? That's why I love the Olympics, too, is because depending on what sport you do, your body is going to be so different. And that's so wonderful. (laughs) Just like, there's nothing like going on TV and, and, well, seeing TV and watching somebody who is like mm-hmm. twice as big as you mm-hmm. and just lifting the equivalent of a fucking car over yes. like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that's me right there yeah. you know that's that's so empowering and that's been so amazing mm-hmm. um to watch the olympics but then so disheartening to see the amount of criticism that especially female athletes get <laughs> for their body and for their behavior mm-hmm. we are some of the worst Especially women, and it's most definitely something internally. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot. Like your your grandmother will laugh at obese people. My mom and my sister, who are particularly fit, will mm-hmm. just give me a look, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> you don't know that person's journey. Mm-hmm. They could have just lost fifty pounds. <laughs> Real talk. Like, come on, yeah. just worry about yourself, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, part of my experience about my body trimming down. I haven't mm-hmm. necessarily lost weight, but I've trimmed down is I have all of these patches on my body that have, like, on the inner part of my thighs, I have these, like, huge, like, raccoon eyes, <laughs> like, around my groin because mm-hmm. it's, like, my legs were so big. They rub together. They Well, they rub together, but mm-hmm. also I think the skin has just kind of, like, coagulated, mm-hmm. like, yeah. all of the extra skin. And it's, like, dark because it's, you know, it's people of color when mm-hmm. our skin rubs together. Or right. Gets, Discoloration, you know, yeah. Uh, we get really, really dark. And I'm just like, you know, down my sides, I have all of the stretch marks. And on my arms, I have, like, all of the stretch marks. Of, and I'm like, it's that's been an awesome part of it that I, I've had no issue with. Thankfully, I've, mm-hmm. I've loved them because I'm like, this tells a story. And, it's, and the story is mine, and I love it. And I may have these patches, like, on my groin right here, but they're, like, awesome. Like, I have these stretch marks, and they're awesome. And that's been, like, another part of my body journey over this past year and a half is like, wow, like look at this proof that I've put this much work into my body. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really proud yeah. of that. Yeah. I, whenever I hear people criticize aging, I'm like, no, stop. No, it's, it's, it's great. I love, I love aging. If I get, if I get a wrinkle, I'm like, fuck yeah, I earned that wrinkle. <laughs> These dark circles underneath my eyes, you best bet that I was working all night yeah. to earn these. I, I can't say that I have stretch marks. I don't really have stretch marks. But, you know, everybody has their signature thing. Like, I have some very, I think they're pretty dark for what I was used to. Dark circles underneath my eyes, and I like them. Mm-hmm. I have scars on my arms from what I went through, and, like, that's also part of body acceptance. Like, yeah, that happened, mm-hmm. but I'm past that now. Mm-hmm. But it sticks around as a reminder, like, you you conquered something. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to what you were, like, um, talking about your husband, and he's big, and but you, like, love all of it. Through my... Um, slutty sexual phases you know mm-hmm. that I go in and out of I find myself being like a social worker to gay men in my community they'll like be so I'm like why do you still have your shirt on like why do you keep pulling that shit down we're taking this off and I'm like 
you look amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to experience your body. Thank you for sharing it with me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you Aww, you're so sweet, Darrell. <laughs> I would just be like, aww. <laughs> well, I mean... Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because I... So, my mission statement in life, I don't know if I've ever... If I said this on last time or not, but it's to deliver, motivate, and amplify wisdom into the lives of people around me. And... Woo. And... Mm. Eight. <laughs> and for me, it's so much about, like... I love and I want to share how much I love myself and my body with other people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's so weird. Even having sex with someone, I'm like, I love it. It's, it's so funny. I, my favorite, some of my favorite parts about sex are like, kind of like the after coitus, like, lull. And like the stories that people tell. I mean, the stories that you get to hear from people by like, their scarring or, you know, from like surgeries or... I find myself having to encourage people to be comfortable with their bodies yeah. when I'm with them. And I love it, but I'm also at the same time, I'm like, why the fuck don't you love yourself? This is your body. Thank you for sharing your body. I, I say that as much as I can whenever I'm yeah. having sex with people because thank you for sharing. Like, I get to explore that. And thank you for letting me explore that with you. And mm-hmm. I love it. And I think that's a really important thing for people to realize about themselves is that we can be so critical about our bodies. Mm-hmm. and. We need to encourage other people to be comfortable in their bodies, too. And mm-hmm. and to not be like, oh, yeah, I guess you could lose, like, 15 pounds. I'm like, yeah, you could, but you know what? I I really love what I just got to experience. And that's amplified, too, when you have a long-term relationship with somebody. I imagine. Yeah, and both my husband and I have gained weight since we've been together. We've been monogamous together for over seven years. He's still really doting and there are days when like I'm feeling really shitty and I've just had a really rough day at work and mm-hmm. shit's at the fan and he's like your body is beautiful <laughs> I want I want you to know that mm-hmm. and just and I'm it can it can really make someone stay to hear that because yeah. it's reaffirming what you know but to, just to hear it from somebody that you care about or somebody that is in your that you're sharing something intimate with yeah. can really change the dynamic of your relationship and change your relationship with your body so yeah that's amazing that you make the point to do that Jarell. yeah because i'll be like what the hell are you talking about if i had your body are you kidding <laughs> right that, yeah. i'm like like really you don't work out and you're still this hot piece of ass fuck you i had one of the one of my very best friends um especially when i was going through that high school phase of like trying to adjust to this new body she would just always tell me you're just so pretty Alyssa. you're just so pretty mm-hmm. and i um, I'd always heard you're pretty for a black girl my entire middle school. And so kind of trying to shift that out. And she would just always just tell me, you're just pretty. And I was like waiting for it. And yeah. she'd just be like, you're just pretty. I just really like your ass. And then slap it repeatedly. Right. But it, it, And it was a friendship. Nothing yeah. sexual. Dear God. Nothing <laughs> sexual. And she is one of the people that I am really grateful for. Because she st- helped me start my like, okay, maybe I am pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that other, like, yeah. the yeah. rest of the sentence. Yeah. And so I appreciate people like you, Joe, who are like, I'm just very grateful that you got to, you know, share this experience with me. Yeah.